0: You're listening to the Expert Insights Podcast, the home of leading cybersecurity conversations. Hello, and welcome to the Expert Insights Podcast. I'm Caitlin Jones, Deputy Head of Content at Expert Insights, and I'm excited today to welcome Andre Hinodache, cybersecurity solutions expert at Heimdall Security to the show. In this episode, we discuss the main cyber threats that Heimdall's currently helping organizations to tackle, why we can expect the industry to start taking a more consolidated approach to cybersecurity, how the threat landscape is likely to evolve in the near future, and why XDR isn't just a buzzword. Andre, could you please just start off by giving a little introduction to yourself and telling us a bit about your security background and your current role at Heimdall Security?
1: Sure, then, Caitlin. Hi there, a pleasure. Uh, so, my background is actually pretty interesting. Some would uh, actually call it upside down, as I didn't start with cybersecurity in mind or anything else for that matter. But I actually came across different roles from IT support, to incident management, major incident response operations, customer care, account management, and so on. Uh, and I actually learned everything along the way. Uh, And uh, yeah, usually people go the the other way. They just decide on something and they focus on that. Even at Heimdall, I've started as a global sales support five years ago. Actually, time flies very fast. Uh, And I moved across to implementation, account management, sales, headed, created a pre-sales department. And now I'm actually the cybersecurity solutions expert at Heimdall, holding a nice record of over 5,000 meetings and just shy of uh, 1,000 implementations across these uh, five adventurous years.
0: Wow, that's pretty impressive. And um, talking about some of those meetings, you help implement a lot of the different solutions that Heimdall offers, which include endpoint and email protection, vulnerability management, PAM app control and managed XDR, um, offering protection across multiple threat vectors there. What are some of the main threats that your customers are facing today?
1: That's actually a super interesting question. And you could uh, have painted better the, uh, the the wide range that uh, that we offer. Now, when it comes to this, indeed we cover a lot of layers, which also allows us to paint a quite a robust picture when we look at what's going on. And funny enough, I was actually researching for an upcoming webinar, and I had some colleagues of mine extract some data directly from our database. Uh, so even if advanced attacks are uh, the biggest concern right now uh, and I'll share with you some uh, some data that we have here. The main the, the, the main idea is that the initial entry vectors are the ones that are more most um, most exploited. For example, in average we are blocking 3600 emails for a customer per month which is huge, right? When it comes to spam, uh, viruses and so on and so forth. When you look at brute force attempts and basically brute force, somebody's trying to brute themselves in your network, right? By trying passwords and trying to guess the password. We saw over 140,000 per month. And something that was very interesting, we recently released a technology called extended threat protection, looking at a lot of advanced things uh, such as all the items in the MITRE ATT&CK framework and so on. And since one month, uh, since we released it, it already has 2 million detections when it comes to advanced uh, threat patterns from credential harvesting, lateral movement, network discovery, and so on. And then we get to uh, the... um, crown uh, jewel of the statistics. We have seen a steady increase in ransomware attempts. We are currently sitting at blocking around 2,800 per month across uh, all customers. And this is basically spiking in the last uh, few months, unfortunately. So this is basically what the market is faced with right now, not to add that uh, three in 20 vulnerabilities that we see for patching, are of high severity, basically with scores between seven and 10 as a critical, uh, as a common vulnerability impact score.
0: Absolutely. Um, And could you tell us a little bit about how some of the products that you offer at Heimdall work together to um, combat some of those threats?
1: Of course, of course. So basically with Heimdall uh, as an XDR platform, right? Having multiple layers, you basically start blocking and addressing each layer rather than uh, uh allowing these to happen separately and when you get to do this together you will immediately benefit of uh for from multiplier value right because when you have a tool that is usually doing one side of the job right let's think about uh let's think about this as a role this is the Uh, watchtower, right? When Mm -hmm. the watchtower has a role to defend your castle, and then the soldiers at the gate have a different role, but they don't communicate with each other, they might actually, uh, they might actually fend off and accomplish their purpose, but they actually have a high risk of not coordinating. Now, when they coordinate, things actually happen. And just as a practical example, when For example, your network layer, your DNS security sees a threat, your antivirus notices the program that the DNS is flagging, can immediately block it. Or another example, when you get elevated admin credentials on your computer and you pose the most danger, and for example, a virus that was dormant in your computer starts up, the antivirus will immediately catch that through the... um, uh, scanning the live scanning and notify the privilege ad, uh, admin rights to cancel your session right so you start seeing a lot of integrations in between the features not to mention the fact that you can automatically isolate the computer whenever a ransomware attempt is going on so having them combined actually gives you a lot more flexibility and uh speed in uh, in your reaction
0: And you um, described the platform there as being an XDR platform. We also mentioned earlier that MXDR or managed XDR is one of the services that Heimdall provides. In recent months, there's been a lot of hype in the cyberspace, particularly on social media, about EDR and XDR, with some security experts arguing that XDR is just a buzzword. What's your stance on that? Do EDR and XDR have any tangible security benefits over more traditional endpoint security solutions?
1: Italy, I'm so glad that you're asking this because uh, this is a question that uh, has been uh, on a lot of people's minds lately. And I always love sharing my view on it. So let's break it down. EDR stands for Endpoint Detection and Response. Usually this is um, a system that collects additional telemetry versus the regular security, right? And gives you some automated responses. MDR, the, the first uh, item that has been uh, coined after the EDR, managed detection and response, basically somebody is managing that situation for you. Now we come to the the thing that is being accused as being hype in today's market, XDR. What's XDR? Basically XDR is just an EDR at the base plus some extended capabilities. That's why X from extended right so you might also cover email you might also cover patching network security cloud access and so on right the the the, the funny thing about xdr is that uh even in the official definition by gartner it says this is a vendor specific offering that goes beyond edr that's the definition in just a few words and mxdr of course is the managed version now that we know what each of these represent. Let me actually tell you something that I actually heard a colleague of mine saying a few days ago, and uh, I actually loved it. EDR, uh, XDR to EDR is not a revolution like people are trying to paint it. It's just a normal evolutionary step in the process. So it's not the hype. Even if cybersecurity is an industry that is notorious for coining terms all day long. This is basically also a requirement because there are different product categories that come out and we need to standardize the way we actually approach it. So we know exactly if we need an XDR, we are looking for uh, features like this. If we wouldn't have the terminologies, we wouldn't um, uh, have this uh, ease of use when it comes to filtering through all the tools that the market is offering. So in short words, it's not a revolution, it's not hype, it's just simple evolution because the cyber uh, uh, threat landscape is evolving rapidly. So the cybersecurity must uh, must evol- evolve as well.
0: Definitely, I really, really like that analogy um, that we need to evolve to match those threats. So, as we've been talking today, we've spoken a lot about a few of the different solutions that Heimdall offers, all of which are delivered via a single unified platform. And we're seeing a lot of interest recently in the consolidation of security tools and or vendors. What are some of the benefits to a more unified approach to security?
1: Well, this one—if uh, we want to see what are the benefits of unified um, separate, unified security, let's also look at how is it done now before unified security. Right? Uh, let's not say now. Uh, the main benefit, uh, uh, the, the the main approach in uh, in the day was multiple point solutions securing yeah, your email, anti malware, network, and so on and so forth then you are using a tool called a sim which is recording all of these and giving you data and logs then you would use an automation tool called a soar now across all of these you can imagine that there's an implementation for each of these right after you have the point solutions implemented you go into a scene that takes configuration then you move into an automation tool that takes another set of configuration so until you actually get to benefit from all of these it's a lot of cost implementation and so on now when you look at unified cybersecurity, this directly off the bat brings massive reduction of overhead and just heaviness in general so if you look at an organization that needs to implement 8 to 11 tools and the average for an enterprise is even more uh then you need to bring along multiple implementations the need for specific resources time invested and so on when you take all of those and you merge them together and you put it in one single pane of glass and allow just two people to manage all of that instead of an entire team now this is literally the main uh, the main benefit moreover you also have that integration capability we talked about it earlier in which the more you have unified under the same umbrella it can start a multiplier effect on your value because different layers that normally do not talk together now are in perfect uh, tandem and they can bring that um, enhanced uh, uh, value to the end user
0: So as a result of that, should we expect more vendors to move towards this approach as we move further into 2023 and beyond, either through acquisition or expanding their product stack in-house?
1: Interesting you ask. Looking at Gartner and what they're forecasting, EPPs or XDRs, right, Unified and uh, Cybersecurity in general, will be adopted by over 70% of organizations worldwide by 2025 right? I believe that was the latest stats or something similar to this. It's clear that all the players that wish to remain in the market will adapt a course to this at their individual pace or just become unfortunately obsolete. Uh, because once people see how easy it is to approach your uh, security profile and your cybersecurity program with something like this versus needing to invest so many resources, uh, they will of course migrate to this. So I, I actually have the same feeling as Gardner does that uh, a lot of uh, companies will migrate to this both from a customer perspective as well as a provider perspective.
0: Absolutely. I think we're definitely seeing that um, that pattern as well, especially among our readers and our listeners that interest in a more converged um, tool or platform. So, we've spoken a little bit about what the cybersecurity landscape looks like now, so I'd like to turn our attention to the future. How can we expect the threat landscape to continue to evolve in the coming years?
1: Now, I'm a positive fellow, so I I would like to start off with this. However, the cybersecurity landscape evolves. From what I see, the cyber defenders are getting as smart or even more smart and resilient uh, than the uh, cyber threat landscape. So in this case, Newton's third law fully applies. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction that will take place. Now, uh, I wanted to start off with the positive, so now that I can get to this and people won't think we're painting doom and gloom, right? <laughs> but this is where I want to draw people's attention to. Cyber crime has become a very lucrative industry. And as each industry grows at the point in its life cycle, the industry becomes self-sustained, right? And let me explain a few uh, life cycles so that we can paint this picture. Let's look at the vulnerability. We mentioned that uh, in our example, in average per computer, we patch three three critical vulnerabilities, right? Let's look at what happens when a vulnerability is published. So the vulnerability is either discovered by a hacker that is exploiting it as a zero date, or it is announced in a common vulnerability entry, a CVE. It gets published, right? And sometimes the patch is also very fast uh, released after this, or the patch is released after a certain date. Now, after this happens, of course, If cybersecurity people are monitoring all the news, that's also what the cyber criminals are doing. And then chatter starts on the dark web. Some of them even take this as a challenge. A few smart and very agile cyber criminals create a proof of concept. Uh, They literally took the vulnerability and they made some code. And now they have a way to exploit that vulnerability to do exactly what was discovered in the vulnerability. It can be execute code remotely, it can be uh getting inside your network in multiple ways right it it can be a lot of examples now they are testing this in the proof of concept so they gain access to the vulnerable organizations using the exploit they do further tests within the uh victim organizations then they do not deploy a final attack what they do is they come back to the dark web and they start the sale advertisement even auctioning on the dark web on chats forums marketplaces or something that is called initial access brokers, right? Um, This is an acronym that is being used. So somebody actually purchases this malware, then they leverage it in doing a breach, during which a stage in the breach is called data exfiltration, which means that the attackers are now taking data out of that organization then they deliver the final payload, which in some cases, ransomware, right? We're not talking about a specific case. But what happens before the exfiltration, other discovery tactics are being utilized in that network, such as uh, checking what firewall ports are open, uh, checking harvesting for credentials, and so on and so forth. So this is valuable data. They do not just sit on it. They actually further auction it on the dark web. and now a second scenario this was with the vulnerability right and everything is literally this disclosed publicly so we this is a process that happens and it's super easy for them to follow this a second scenario more niche, right we talked about a breach taking place what happens when a breach take, takes place data gets exfiltrated and No matter if if the victim pays a ransom or whatever happens, in most of the cases, the data that got exfiltrated is added to something that is called a combo list. These lists are being sold on the dark web. Then the data after these lists are being purchased is then filtered via something called account checkers. Next step is only the verified data gets placed into account shops again going back to that initial access brokerage type of situation then from the account shop data is being purchased and exploited data uh, breach data breach occurs again now as you can see this cycle can start repeating itself continuously the more data that gets leaked the more chance of other companies being attacked we saw a recent situation we will not give out names there was a huge company over 10 or 15,000 employees, right? Uh, They had the situation, they got breached. After that, at least 100 other companies they reported a breach and all of the other 100 companies were closely working with this company that was initially breached. So all that data was leveraged then into other breaches. That's why I really hope that these two life cycles that are being detected on the dark web managed to paint this picture. So literally the cybercrime market is getting to a very mature and stable self-sustaining organism. That's why actually multiple uh, multi-layered unified defense is key today. You need to look at all the all the items and be able to act quickly because the capacity to detect and respond across multiple extended platforms with little, resource, which is also another big problem, right, the scarcity effect, is key in order to to survive. I'm sorry if this response was a bit uh, longer than uh, than you were expecting, but this is a topic that um, uh, I uh, actually follow with a lot of passion.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's great to hear you talk about that. I think a lot of the time, um, we hear news outlets talk about cyber threats, but they don't really go into detail about how those threats are carried out, um, especially when they're but when the cyber crime market is becoming relatively easy actually for cyber criminals to break into. Um, and when it's such a lucrative space, it's good to know a little bit more about how it works so that we can defend against that so where will heimdall sit within that future as we see more of these sophisticated sort of multi-layer attacks could you share any plans that the company has for growth or evolution as we see these changes play out
1: of course i can so far Heimdall what what, what Heimdal did is supplied the key layers that were required by the market but even from the moment of Heimdall's inception, they were looking at the way to automate as much as possible, integrate together as much as possible, and all of this with a very uh, ease of use type of approach, with ease of use in mind continuously. Uh, in, in this particular situation, we had all the elements, all of them connecting to a portal, everything was perfect, and now we have released what we like to call a revolutionary threat hunting and action center tool. Because now we don't need to do that procedure we mentioned earlier with a lot of point solutions, a CM, a SOAR, and so on. This comes in automatically. So it configures automatically, you get to use it from day one. This has already added a big sigh of relief between the cybersecurity professionals that uh, got to experience it. And literally, it allows you to manage a complex and healthy cybersecurity program with uh, out-of-the-box integration, zero configuration time needed, and enables across all the Heimdall tool stack, right? So we're already, f- uh, we're already fit to cover the current scenario. What we're doing as future plans is, we're continuously looking to do exactly what we managed to do uh, at the beginning to redefine the way cybersecurity is being done. Because in this market, uh, traditionally, a lot of focus has been on reactivity, on being reactive and sometimes scattered. But if we actually look at bringing that, uh, that reactivity down a bit and also add proactive security as a lot of the players right now are doing with EPPs, xdr and so on and so forth uh, and also being able to automate as much of the threat hunting that needs to happen through artificial intelligence neural networks classificatory ai and so on and so forth and doing this everything in one pane of glass so i hope this uh, this describes what uh, what our plans for the future are
0: definitely and it sounds like you've got some really exciting things in the pipeline there i'm looking forward to seeing how you continue to develop the platform and how that plays out and that was my final question for you today andre so thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it's been wonderful speaking to you
1: it was a pleasure caitlin
0: thank you for listening to the expert insights podcast for more please subscribe or visit expertinsights.com to find interviews with experts and trusted reviews of top cloud solutions.